Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's Gabe time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Friday out there, August 25th, 2023, and welcome in to the Gabe Kuhn Show. I'm your host, Gabe Kuhn, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman on X at G underscore Kuhn 71. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn Show. Just spent an hour on Giannotto and Jeffrey with Mark. He'll be Connor Dunning on XC Dunning 929. That's where you can find him. Connor, what's the word, brother? What's up, man? You have a good weekend planned ahead of you? Great weekend. Great weekend. A lot of activities going on. Football game tonight. CHS class of 2013, and then uh, oh, Ghost, yes. Ghost River on Beal tomorrow. We're doing an event there. And then uh, Sunday, $4 movie day at Malco. So I got a full weekend plan. So we have a reunion for you. Ten-year reunion. That's fun. It is fun. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I am not going to make it to my ten-year reunion. It's not as close, you know. The although, old- I'm he- although I'm headed back to uh, St. Louis this weekend for one of my good buddies' baby showers. I have a four- Four-and-a-half-hour, five-hour car ride as soon as the show ends. So oh, that's that's, I'm going to get there late, but it is what it is. The The only problem with tonight's part of the reunion is that the sun has also decided to be in attendance because it's going to be <laughs> 95 degrees at 7 o'clock still. So we might melt at the football game, but we'll be there. That'll be a good time, I haven't though. been Why to not? a football game at the new I, I couldn't at the new believe place. yesterday at about 7 when... We get off. I had to go to the grocery store, pick up a couple things for dinner for me and my fiance. It was still 96 out at 7 p.m. Yeah. I it's did ridiculous. This, I did the same thing, walking from my car. I think we're about to get Target. a break. I think we're about to get a break from the crazy. Sunday. Heat. Sunday, it's supposed to drop a little bit for, please. Late just August. Please. Late it's August, just, we're getting so hit with hot. this. It makes me want to commit violence. <laughs> Honestly, it does. Honestly, that's you why they have outside. so many fights and fall camps and everything, training camps 100%. and everything. That's why it happens. Has to. Yeah. Heat makes you want to commit violence. Yes, yes, it does. That is true. Unless you're just built different. 
which I am not. I don't know a lot of people that are that built built that different. I am not. Now we have three hours to talk on the way courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. Before we get you to your weekend and week zero in college football is on the way. What's your Before we even get into it, I'll give some picks as we get into the Blitz. Alan Bell is going to join at 6 o'clock. CBS Sports Digital, CBS Sports Line, executive producer of the Early Edge. He's going to give his picks. Uh, some futures in the NFL and some uh, college football week zero. What's your what's your game that you're highlighting? Is it's got to be Dublin, right? It's got to be that first. It's game, Notre. It, it's Navy Notre Dame. I can't wait for that game. I was telling Mark, for some reason, um, when I think about college football, Notre Dame's one of the teams that comes to mind. Like just college football as like an idea. I think of Notre Dame, and I think it's because when I was very young, uh, my dad showed me Rudy, and it was kind of it was one of the first medias I remember having to deal with college football. So. My brain just goes there immediately, and it's the it's the passion, it's the pageantry, and to be quite honest, it's everything that we're that we're losing from Confentry alignment is, oh. is in the movie. So, oh. but watching Don't Notre Dame, us like that. Notre Dame feels like the the perfect welcome into college football. So yep. I, I can't wait to watch that game. On and NBC. let's be honest, as a Memphis fan, it's nice to see Navy lose and the easiest access yeah. to that game. Yeah. Because you're not watching Pac-12 Network and seeing the number six team. It's in the at country. a good time. Isn't that ridiculous though? The number six team in the country is in action week zero, and no one's gonna be able to watch. No, nobody. That's so tragic. Unless you go to Stream East or <laughs> what is it? Crack Streams. <laughs> Sport, is that, is that what it's Surge, called? Whatever those pirates. Reddit. Yeah, go, yeah, to, go Reddit. to Reddit. Find a Reddit link. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. Also on the show today, um, I mentioned Alan Bell at six o'clock to give you some picks as you head into the weekend. Jeff Calkins will join Jeff Calkins Show Daily Memphian. Um, also throughout the show, you know where we're open and we're going to talk about Malcolm Dandridge committing to come back to the university of Memphis. And it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, he's back, but he just took his name out of the portal and that's how it's going to work itself out. Um, also Bill Hardgrave, new president of the university of Memphis has an op-ed in the commercial appeal. A couple of things just jumped out at me. Um, one has to do with stadium funding, and the other has to do with, okay, yeah, we need to show our value as an on-field brand, but we also have to show it from a fan base perspective. That's, that's a lot of what he wrote in his op-ed. Um, and then around 5.30 in the second hour, before we get to small talk, we know because of the news drops this week that Trey Lance, number three overall pick in 2021, He's going to be the third-string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers behind Sam Darnold and, of course, behind Brock Purdy. But I want to review how we got here. The 49ers gave up three first-round picks in different years to go get that number three overall pick that turned into Trey Lance. They basically did a trade with the Dolphins. And I want to uh, expose how that trade has aged over the years. I think it'll surprise some folks. It's unbelievably bad in the grand scheme of things. Of course, we'll get out at 6.50 with a rewind. But the big news of the day, Malcolm Dandridge taking his name out of the transfer portal, coming back to Memphis. And I hate to be the I told you so guy, but I told you so. I knew this is how this was going to end up. Uh, Malcolm Dandridge has tried to give crumbs along the way. He's tried to not let his intentions be known this time around. But as the, the calendar aged, as we got to late August, again, it's August 25th when he has made this announcement, you knew that there was a lot of things off the table for him. Um, St. Louis, SLU, that was off the table. They had filled out their roster from, scholar, from a scholarship perspective. They have 13 already on the roster right now. Uh, Western Kentucky was involved, but I don't know how involved they were by the end of this whole thing. Uh, he mentioned Gonzaga, but the question there became, okay, do you want to go to the Pacific Northwest on a team that you're going to fight for minutes on, or do you want to stay in a place that you understand you're going to get minutes on at home? 
So this always felt like it was going to end up this way, didn't it, Connor? It did. I, you know, we had a discussion, I think, two days ago about the DeAndre Williams update, non-update that we may have gotten. And we both kind of just assumed that Malcolm Dandridge was going to be part of this college basketball team for the Memphis Tigers because, like you said, it just seemed like the options for Malcolm out there just weren't there anymore. or And it made sense for him to come back to the University of Memphis because they do need some of that big man depth. So I am, yep. I am for one, you know, even though we, we knew where this was going to go probably for, for a while, I'm very, very happy he's back. I have always been a big fan of Malcolm. You know, having another East guy on this team I think means something. He's a gamer. There are games that you can go back to in his career where if he was not on that basketball court, the Tigers would have lost. He can give you good minutes. Now, you just got to hope that he's healthy. You just got to hope he's healthy. (laughs) When he's healthy, he's a very effective player. Now, what does he mean to this team this year? Of course, Jordan Brown is the starting five. I would not imagine by any stretch of the imagination Malcolm Dandridge is going to be a starter. I think there's some understanding that that is the case. Now, Penny Hardaway has left the door open because he likes Malcolm. He's used to Malcolm. He knows Malcolm, knows what to expect from him. Um, but this does absolutely help their depth in the front court. Now, without DeAndre Williams, you're still going to have some issue there, issues there if he does not get his waiver, although I think in the, about the next week we'll probably have some type of answer. I mean, we're, we're here in the dog days. They, the NCAA has to figure this out quickly because I believe once you add drop classes, which is September 10th, that's when you have to have an answer on, on – DeAndre Williams, and I'd imagine they're going to try to expedite it, whether it's a yes or a no. Um, but for this uh, for this roster, for the depth of the, that front court, this is massive. This means something. Jordan Brown, of course, is going to start at the five. Nick Jordan may be a starting four if DeAndre doesn't make it there, but he's certainly a guy who can fill in at the four or the five. Malcolm Dandridge is the more natural big to give Jordan Brown a breather. He can block shots. He's tough. He can rebound. Uh, he can finish around the rim. He can take some lobs here and there. But at this point in his career, with the injury history, you know he can only play spurts, but that's all you need behind a guy like Jordan Brown. So I really I love this addition, and I think it's very helpful to this roster. And another thing that we were talking about the other day about DeAndre Williams was having a guy who has played for Penny yep. Hardaway before in that locker room matters. It really does. And I already know that they have a few there, but Malcolm is a guy who can help you know, communicate to the team what Penny wants, what he needs, things like that. I, mean, like, I use the example of Randall Cobb. On the Jets, like he's helping the wide receivers communicate with Aaron Rodgers. Malcolm can help some of these guys communicate with Penny. That's not to say that I think they're having communication issues or any issues at all. It just it certainly helps grease that though well, and make I mean, sure that have, nothing you, pops up. You have Jaden Hardaway and Malcolm Dandridge as your lone returners right now, and right. then maybe DeAndre Williams. You're just adding some guys that are holdovers. You need holdovers. You need them. I, the, the hey, big this is reason, the culture. Well, this is what we do here. The big reason that this team has been docked in the preseason and not thought of as highly as we think they should be from the talent they've brought in and Jaquan Walton and David Jones. And, I mean, you just keep going to Jordan Brown, Javon Quinterly, Caleb Mills. The reason they've been docked is because no continuity. And you just keep adding little by little a little bit of continuity. And I think that Malcolm Dandridge will really help bring along a lot of the guys in that front court, and that'll be very helpful for this team. Um but it always felt like it was going to end this way. But but good good on Malcolm to get out of the portal, end up back at Memphis, helpful for for all parties involved. And I think this was again, like looking at how his recruiting process went. This was the best spot for him to land. Ultimately, yeah. this was about as good as he was going to be able to get done, especially here August twenty fifth. And I do think that he's going to have an important role, whether it's off the court or on the court. He is going to matter being in that locker room. So I'm very pleased to see 
Malcolm back with Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers, and I hope he has a good season. I really do. Now, I want to ask you this question. Do you think the adi- – because the one thing about the Malcolm addition is I think it ex- it helps with your depth, especially your big man depth. People have talked about if there's a hole on this Memphis Tigers team, that might be where it is. He doesn't necessarily move the needle for me, but I still have a lot of confidence in this team with him being back. It, I guess it's like it like increased my confidence by like 5%, 10%, yeah, somewhere in that A range. guy who can run the five yeah. and be tough – He's like insurance. It's like it's like a well, really good well, a insurance guy, policy. A to guy have. to be tough and replace Jordan Brown for a few minutes here and there because Jordan Brown's going to get a lot of minutes. That's helpful. That's helpful. You don't need Jordan Brown running up and down the floor for forty minutes, which is sort of what you may have run into, or you'd have to play small ball for extended periods of time. With Malcolm Dandridge, you can throw different lineups out there for different teams and and make people bothered. Sometimes they're going to go small ball still, and Malcolm may not see the floor as much because their wing depth is unbelievable, and you can play some small ball, put those guys at the four, um, maybe play small ball together with Nick Jordan at the five, but Jaquan Walton, David Jones, Jaden Hardaway, Jonathan Pierre, like you just have guys who could potentially fill in in small ball lineups still, but it it provides you more – you can differentiate your rotations game to game based on personnel for the other team. And I just think that's, that is invaluable. That's very, it's invaluable in today's college basketball. Yeah. And he averaged 5.7 points, 3.6 rebounds per game last season. Six nine two six. He's a big dude. Yep. He's a big dude. And he, and he plays he, tough. You know, he just, he when he's played, not tired and he, injured, he play he plays tough. And I think one of the things with Malcolm is that we have seen him in big moments. Step up. Yep. Big moments, he steps up. You can rely on Malcolm Dandridge. He's going to be there. If he's healthy, he's going to give well, you good minutes. I, I don't know. Like, if Malcolm Dandridge was forced to be a starter to play 25 minutes, I, you, you don't, rely feel, you on don't him. feel great about it. You could rely on him a little less. But in right. the in the role, in the spurts, he's going to have to play 10 to 15 minutes a night. All you, day. I rely on him there. I feel very comfortable with him in that type of role. Now, the last uh, last domino that, that needs to fall for this offseason, obviously people are going to bring up Mikey Williams. I'm going to keep that to the side for now. DeAndre Williams. Is he going to get that final? Is he going to get that final approval to get a final year at the University of Memphis? That that puts this team in rarefied air, and I think in the preseason, especially with the continuity you'll have, this was a seventeen and eight guy last year. I feel like the national conversation will start to shift if if there are assurances that DeAndre is going to be on the floor. I think the the preseason. Polls are going to start shifting dramatically if DeAndre gets that extra year. Right, right now, I I still think that the Memphis Tigers have a team, they and, have and talent to get to maybe to the Sweet Sixteen. They feel like a potential Sweet Sixteen, maybe better team with DeAndre Williams. It feels like Sweet I, Sixteen would be would be. I like the John Martin the sentiment ball. when you talk about like Sweet Sixteen and making a run in the NCAA tournament with DeAndre Williams. They should right. Exactly. Without DeAndre Williams, they could. Yep. Still, like I, I don't feel that much differently about the ceiling. But if DeAndre Williams is on, I mean, part of that is you know the expectations go directly through the roof, even higher than what they are right this second. Um, so there's a double-edged sword there if you don't reach those expectations. But I think they should be able to make a run in the tournament if if DeAndre Williams is part of the fold. Like I'd like that, to take that risk. Yes, and I again, when we talk about front court, if it's DeAndre Williams and Jordan Brown, that's unreasonably good in college basketball. Hard to the find experience. a better one. I, I did get sent this today. This is kind of a funny stat, and I know people get annoyed when you talk about age with DeAndre Williams, but let's here's the here's a spoiler for you. It's part of the story. It's part of what this team has built. When we talk about the the average age on this team, if DeAndre Williams is going to be in, 
It's like 23.8 years old. That is going to be among the oldest, if not the oldest, in college basketball. Somebody sent me a stat today. Seth Hennigan was in sixth grade when DeAndre Williams uh, graduated high school. Isn't that a hell of a stat? That's something, isn't it? That breaks your brain. <laughs> what year, Seth, then? Junior year? He's a junior. He's oh, a true my junior. God. That's wild. Wait, that, like, he was in that, sixth grade. That actually, like, hurts my brain. He was in about. sixth grade when DeAndre Williams. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Graduated high school. Damn. And I, I do want to get out of fr- in front of this because this is going to come up throughout the year when we talk about age of this team. In this day and age of college basketball, we have to stop viewing age or people talking about somebody being old like DeAndre Williams. You have to stop viewing that as a negative. It's an overwhelming positive for this program to have that much experience. That, this, that is something interesting I have seen in the Tigers fandom. I, I don't understand why that bothers people so much. It, it's, it's a fact. This is an old team. That's a good thing. That's it's a good what thing. you want in college basketball. Go look at the successful programs in the country the last few years. They are older, experienced teams. The Tigers having maybe the oldest and experienced team in the country, to me, is just green light. That's a great thing to have. I will give I will give this though the DeAndre Williams story every single game does kind of get old but because when, they when, try to make it a, a joke well, about it. Here's the thing though, Connor, it, if you're telling, we always talk about uh, we talk about with Kevin Brown for the Orioles. He got he got uh, docked by the Orioles for telling a story in the right. in pregame at Tropicana Field when they were playing the Rays. That's part of telling the story if you're a if you're a broadcast. Yes, if you're on ESPN Plus, if you're on ESPN Two, ESPN, if you will. You have to tell that story. You can't tell the story of the game without it. How old this team's going to be and how old DeAndre Williams is and the experience he brings to the floor. So it has bothered me a lot less than most of the fan base. 
Because I look at it as a positive. I just do. I you do know, too. It, it's I saw that John Rothstein tweet, and a bunch of people were like, oh, of course you had to mention the age. It's like, yeah, because it's part of the story of this team. It's part of the story of this team. When Jalen Duran and Amani Bates were on the team, we were talking about how young they were. It's it's the same. It's the flip side of that. You know what I mean? If so, you make a run into the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, I don't give a damn, damn how old you are. I don't care. If you have care. eligibility, you have eligibility. If Memphis Tigers basketball winning, I do not care how old they are. Yes. And I, I think people need to take less offense to it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Let the haters hate. Let the <laughs> yeah. haters hate and yeah, win. It's fine. Go out it and is, hoop. It is completely fine. Um, now, are you going to be up? And I'm, you see me sort of rubbing my chin Tomorrow here. Morning. Little, little, little tongue-in-cheek here. <laughs> You're going to be up for the USA-New Zealand uh, first game of the FIBA World Cup. 7.40 a.m. tomorrow, USA versus New Zealand, which should be a bloodbath because New Zealand's not a talented FIBA World Cup team. I may be up. I'm not sure I'll be up to watch the game. I'll probably be feeding and letting out my dog and going back to bed. That's probably when I'm going to get up around that time. It's just that's that's pretty early. Pretty early. It's a game that they should win. I'll catch the highlights. I'll catch the replay. And you like need I to said, save your big, energy for week a, zero in college football, too. Exactly. Also, got I got a big night tonight. Got a big night tonight, big night tomorrow. Got to conserve the energy. It's a big weekend. So I might uh, sleep in a little bit. I will say, bit. though, for, even if we're watching the highlights after the fact, I am excited to see Jaron Jackson Jr. and this team in general. I'm and, excited and an to actual, see an official game. Yes, instead of the friendlies. Especially now. Not, these will be not-so-friendly well, games. Here's, here's what I like. I like that heading into the first official game, the pecking order on this team has been fully established. It is Anthony Edwards is the guy. Jaron's yeah. probably the second guy. Mm-hmm. I like that that has been established. When it comes down to it in crunch time, get Anthony Edwards the ball and get the hell out of the way and let Jaron Cook on the defensive end. I, I like that. Just exploit your matchups. They, should, they shouldn't have any problems against New Zealand. They're not playing no. Steven Adams. Did you see that video yesterday? I did not. Steven Adams? What, the what workout about? video? Well, <laughs> He's looking good. We're at workout video. He's looking good. We're at the workout video point of the offseason. Somebody, I love. He's is, healthy is what, this is that's where, what you're trying to get across. He's healthy. He's healthy. This yes. is where I love Grizz Twitter. Somebody zoomed in on his knees and did measurements on this, on the, it, and they were like, it doesn't look swollen. And I was like, this is tremendous content. Thank you to everybody who, who zooms in and measures the knee swelling on Steven Adams to let us know that it is no longer swollen. We stray swollen. further and further Abs- from God every day. Huh? No, that's straying towards him, Gabe. <laughs> that is going towards God. That's what that is. That's ridiculous, though. I mean, I, I, after, after the entire back half of the season being wiped off the face of the earth and all of the discussions about what his knee actually is, I would assume he's he's pretty damn healthy at this point. You would hope so. He's had a long time to rehab. He looks great. And if he's not, then you get really concerned. But he looks fine. He looks I mean, great. I didn't see the video, though. But I, I love off-season workout videos in the NBA. Come on. You got to love people freaking out. Rudy Gobert shooting threes, and people are freaking out about it. Speaking of Rudy, Dylan Brooks? Dylan Got Brooks. him. Yeah. Kind of. Kind no, of. he did. He got him. He did. He got the side of him. He did. And if S- he was still on the Grizzlies, we'd be like, SGA, he SGA had a hell of a game, too. SGA a, is a hell of a basketball player. He is. He's the reason everybody's so high on the Thunder, and I'm not sure I disagree. That Canadian team's not bad at all. It's not bad. If they had Brandon Clark, they'd be yeah. they'd be uh, worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Brandon Clark, how much do we expect him to get into a Grizzlies uniform next year? Like, it I, sounds they, they like seem March positive might about be, it. It seems like March might be a goal. You want to talk about offseason videos, you keep jumping out of that pool like he is. Maybe he'll be back soon. Looks good. Keep jumping yeah. out of that pool, Brandon Clark. My, I, I, I want to get into the season and see him play, so my concern about what he is as a player with an Achilles being it's a question mark. completely reconstructed, I, I want to have some of those questions answered. So I wonder. I mean, they seem positive, the Grizzlies do, about Brandon Clark getting his, uh, getting his run at some point this year. 
He's, he's, he's one of my favorite Grizzlies, so I, I would be thrilled to see him in a Grizzlies uniform if he was able to come back around and, and as much as we, you know, downplay, I think before Steven Adams missed as much as he did, you downplayed the importance of Steven Adams, but then you saw it on the back end how important it was. Brandon Clark was another guy that just you started to feel as the season wore on. Your front court was so thin. Xavier Tillman was having to get all those minutes. And you lost, I think, the, the bigger thing here is you lost the lob threat that you had the entire first half of the season. It was yeah. gone. It was completely gone. One of the best leapers in the league, one of the most efficient scorers in the league, also underrated on the defensive end. When you, I mean, he. when you go back and you look at the, the Wolf series that they won in the playoffs, he, Brandon, was, he was a game-breaker. He was a game-breaker. They had no idea what to do with Brandon Clark. Carl Anthony Towns couldn't deal with him. Nas Reed couldn't deal with him. He was breaking the game in that playoff series. So, I mean, I I hope he comes back. I hope he is the Brandon Clark of the past, even if he is, you know, 15% less of that guy. Yep. It's still a very good basketball player. It should, we just got to see if he can leap like he could. It's it's that it's that second. It's not the first it's jump. It's the second it's leap. It's the second leap that he's got. That's so explosion. I don't know how he does it. Yep. It's like he doesn't even touch the ground again. Yep, but the rebounding fell off with him as well. We gave Steven Adams a lot, bared a lot of that brunt. We right. said, okay, he's out. That's why the rebounding has gone down. Yes, of course, but Brandon Clark was a big part of that as Steven well. Steven Adams does the dirty work. He does a lot of things that uh, you you need him to so that other guys can, can One do One thing I've game. always liked about Brandon Clark, too, he just plays within himself. Yeah. Like he just does not such go, a smart player. He does not go out of his way to put up shots. He always sort of has a feel for his role within – any given game. It may be large, it may be small, but he always has a feel for He's it. He's a bit of a Swiss Army knife. Yes, he is. He is. It's and like a bigger version of Melton. Yeah, and there's like always the questions about, like, he, he always questions about, like, you know, Obviously, he's a hell of a leaper, but he's got short arms, and he's not the biggest guy. He's got that floater, too. You really, you really hope he can come back at full strength because that will help this Grizzlies team, especially with their depth in the front court. Now, Bill Hardgrave, the president, the new president at the University of Memphis, has tabbed. He's done an op-ed for the commercial appeal, and there's two things that have really hopped out at me from what he wrote today for the commercial appeal. I want to talk about them when we return on 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now Bill Hardgrave, the new president at the University of Memphis, has tabbed a op-ed for the commercial appeal called the University of Memphis community should seize the moment on conference realignment. A couple of things did strike me, but first, I did like what he had to say. He talked about the university and this fan base showing uncompromising stubbornness, and I think that that is it encompasses a lot of what you see. Uh, missing the boat several times on a power conference, but still trying to improve. You have the the stadium. Uh, renovations that could potentially happen. Uh, you, you talked about you know academ- academia not being up to par. They became a Carnegie R1 research institution, the highest designation. There's been a lot of things over the years where there has been that stubbornness. Yeah, we've missed the boat, but we're still going to try to improve. So I do think that that, first of all, is what struck me about what he had to write for the commercial appeal. Again, Bill Hardgrave, the president of the University of Memphis. Now, the two things that struck me. Um, one... It's what I've been talking about this entire lead-up to football season, Connor. 
He hit it right on the head, and I have been talking about this. I mean, again, I'm not an I told you so guy, but this is really where, where it comes down to. Yeah, you talk about the football program having struggles, and they have struggled to sell tickets this year because of the struggles they've had the last two years. Only 11,000 season tickets. They're trying to do the win-together promotion. They're doing everything they can to get butts in the seats. But as much as you want the football program to improve, and everyone's hoping they improve, you have to make sure – that the fan base shows their value as well. Yeah, you have to show value on the field, but you have to show it off the field in the fan base support and the opportunity for growth. That's something that I think he hit on the head and just kept pounding throughout the entirety of this op-ed. Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing that we've been talking about where at the end of the day, you can only control what you can control, especially as a fan. So come out and support the team as passionately as you have in the past because that is one of the things that has made – this era of Memphis football specials, it has felt like the whole city has been behind the team in a lot of moments. And, I mean, like, I keep going back to that game day experience. That doesn't happen everywhere. You have to have a special group of fans and a special passion for a football program to get a response like that. And, you know, Memphis, we say it all the time, Memphis is a special little place, so go out and show go show that. It's more than Memphis football fans as a whole, though, too. It it becomes the whole city because it's the only football football team in the city. Right, like the, the growth opportunity of having power opponents in here every single week, if they were in the Big 12, if they were in the ACC, it becomes it means that much more to the city as a whole. It's the one product in town for football outside of the showboats, but that's a completely different season, right? So I just feel like the growth opportunity is there, and if you show your value as a fan base, show up to every game, show out to every game. Um, you know, through the ups and downs, I think that, you know, you become more attractive to an outside conference that may want to add you. And I know that everybody looks at TV market size, and there's a lot of reasons that, you know, a team like SMU may, may jump, you know, from academia to TV market size as a whole. But if you show that you're willing to support the program consistently throughout the ups and downs, I think that the value starts to be shown through TV ratings, through butts in the seats, week in, week out, if you lead the conference in, in consistent uh, attendance, that means something to these, these uh, conference commissioners who are looking at expansion. Right, and, you know, maybe we can start cooking the books a little bit. If you're going to the Memphis Tigers game, make sure that game's on TV, too, in your home. Let right. it just run. Let it run, you know? Right. But, I mean, we got to start coming up with creative ways. But I think my favorite thing that he said was that when he came to Memphis, um, what drew him – to it was the dynamic between the city and the university. I, just, I thought that that line was really powerful because he, he's right. People come to Memphis to be somebody. You're trying to make yourself something in this city, and you will get a lot of haters. That's kind of the thing about Memphis. If you, know, you, you, don't, if you don't have any haters, you're not doing something right yep. is usually what people say. And the University of Memphis have a lot of haters because people don't see how special this program and that university can really be. And, you know, I was, I was, I'm a University of Memphis alum. I've grown up here my whole life. When that school is cooking, sports-wise, there's yep. nothing like it. There's an electricity in the city that you can feel, and I wish that you could quantify that electricity yeah, in the money. I you know, agree. That's, I, the passion is amazing. It really is. At the end of the day, though, it's just I wish it moved the needle more. It may really, be the 51st did. TV market, right? Like that's, that's where you stand when they're looking at TV market and an amount of eyeballs. But when teams are really cooking in this city, 
it becomes more than just a fan base of a college. It becomes the whole city, where it's like SMU, Houston, they don't have that type of pull. Even when they're good, they're still only bringing and attracting the fan base that they already have. And I feel like at the University of Memphis, the better the product is, especially on the football field, the more people who may align with different universities uh, here in the Southeast, the more they come out and the more they support. I was also I also thought it was important that he hit on fair consideration because if this thing was a fair consideration across the board, Memphis is deserving of being in one of these conferences. Yep. They've done more than enough to show that they deserve to be in one of these conferences, and that's why I sympathize with all the frustration from the fans and the alums and everybody that wants Memphis to get into one of these conferences because on paper they got it. There's no reason for them not to be in it. And it just feels like getting pay for play and all that stuff going on and realignment and the academics and all that crap, it's just so unfortunate because at the end of the day it feels like that stuff shouldn't matter when you have – a fan base, and you Over have a program years. that's ready to make the jump. They're ready. They're primed to do it. They have everything that they need to make the jump. They fit into these conferences. They make sense. But because stupid Stanford doesn't want the, the academic pedigree of it's like, shut up. Shut up. Yep. It's you're Also, to be honest, you're underrating Memphis in that aspect as well. Memphis is a Has school. improved. It, it's not just it's, – it doesn't just improve. It's, it's important for so many people because it is a school that you can go to. You can be the first person in your family to go to college at the University of Memphis. You can hold jobs and go to the University of Memphis. It helps people out in a special way, and it just sucks that because it's not Stanford or Cal, they get left on, they get left on the back burner because they look at it as not being as important when in reality – University of Memphis changes people's lives in a way that it, it is important, and that's why it's so frustrating that it's being marginalized in all these conversations because it's not, it's not Stanford, you know? Yeah. God, I'm yeah, pissed I off hear about you. that. Now, I, I will say this. I think that over the years, you, you mentioned, yeah, they meet the requirements, but there's certain things that they can sit. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com bring up and over the years you hear those things whether it's the view of crime in the city or uh, the view of the academic standing at the University of Memphis or uh, the, the facilities aren't good enough you, you over the years you've tried to deny those things but the more they miss out on the party the more you start to latch onto those as oh well hell it's got there's got to be something and TV markets another one you know, the more you hear that the more you start to latch onto those and uh, I mean it, when it comes down to realignment, this is not going to be the end of realignment. It's going to continue to spin, continue to spin. You just have to put yourself in the best position possible stay and have ready. some foresight. Stay you ready. Stay ready. Don't get ready. You got to stay ready. Right. And it, and to your point, what you just said though is it has felt like the things that Memphis does very well just aren't high on on the list of wants for some of these conferences. You know, it's it it I, I, we keep saying it over and over and over again. But at the end of the day, this comes down to money. 
It, yep. it comes down to money at the end of the day, and you can hate that, you can like that, but that's the cold, hard truth of the situation. I don't situation. think many people like that. I don't think they do, too. I hate it. I hate yeah. what it's doing to college football. Uh, to be honest, Charles Barkley did an interview uh, this week that was fantastic. He's a huge college football fan. He talked about how he hates what's happening to college football because the pageantry, the passion, the, re- the things that make college football special, why we tune in every single year, why we get so excited every single year for college football – it just—it feels like those things have been taken away. Have been taken little away, by little. little by little. They're yep. being taken away, little by little. And that's just—I—I—I I, I don't know where it's going to sit in ten years when we look up and look at college football. But it feels like that we're going to lose something. Yep. Now the second thing that struck me, outside of the overall sentiment, um, about trying to fill out and show your value as a fan base, he did talk about money. And the $200 million they want for Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium improvements. And this is the line. He said, we are approaching a key facilities deadline as the mayor's office and city council work to ensure our $200 million appropriation stays on track for Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium improvements. I've seen some people view this through a very positive light and the fact that, okay, he wouldn't be saying this if he didn't think they were going to get it. I've seen some people, and this is probably more where I align, basically saying that he's putting this in there um, as a hopeful wish um, that the Grizzlies don't get basically the entire influx of the $350 million, whatever it all ultimately ends up being through all of the different uh, streams of um, you know income and how they're going to raise this money. I sort of view it through that lens. I don't know if they've been insured that it's going to happen, but they're trying to put pressure to make sure that they do get insured said money for those improvements. And I think that there's a growth opportunity there, but we'll see how the how the Grizzlies respond. Yeah, uh, you know, you do hope that the University of Memphis can get can get something from this deal, but we've we've talked about it a whole bunch on this station. When it comes down to it, if you if you do the ultimatum of Memphis can get the University of Memphis can get money. Or the Grizzlies can get money, but both can't. I hate to say it, it's got to go to the Grizzlies. See, where I've stood on this thing the whole time is, yes, it has to go to the Grizzlies in the, in the grand scheme of things. You don't want them leaving town or getting angry the whole nine. They can leave. University of Memphis can't. But the thing that's been bothersome for me is I look at the stadium improvements at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium as a growth opportunity. For the fans, right. getting more people in the stands, making uh, your facilities better, which has been a knock on the University of Memphis and why they've missed out on power. That's been one of the knocks, why they've missed out on the power party, if you will. Um, so I see it as a growth opportunity. What I see in the Grizzlies getting $400 million, I see it as an appeasement. But in this particular situation, I am of the opinion that the appeasement, the appeasement is more important than that growth opportunity at the given moment. You have to make sure the Grizzlies stay in town. They're your professional sports team. They're the only professional sports team. They own the market in a lot of ways. You have to make sure that they're happy on the back end. So, yes, one's an appeasement. One's a growth opportunity. I think the appeasement's more important in the long term of, of sports in the city. And I hate to say that because it's such an unfortunate moment to have to make that and it's a weird dynamic. It's a very it strange an dynamic. dynamic. It's an odd dynamic. It is. It's an odd dynamic. But at the end of the day, you said one sentence that matters. University of Memphis can't leave. The Grizzlies can. And I don't think the city could afford to, to lose the Grizzlies right now, especially with the era that we're going into, what it's done for downtown, what they've done for Beale Street. They have really improved. 
downtown. It just has. The, like it explode. I I was lucky enough to be going into college when the when the Grizzlies were very good and downtown transformed. It felt like over the last over the last few years because so many people were just down there seeing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say this though, and I still latch on to when we first talked about this story. I don't know how like from an improvement standpoint, FedEx Forum doesn't need that much. Doesn't need that much. It needs they get updates. an influx, yes, yeah. but if they get four hundred million dollars worth of updates, you expect a whole lot sure. out of that damn. It's, that's that that's, damn. Project. I think that's the frustrating thing here for a fan of Memphis sports in general is that you. I don't understand why both can't get money. Yeah, I, I think that's my frustration with this whole conversation because why can't we just figure out a way to where both get well, money? You might not get a hundred percent of what you want or what you feel like you need, but there's there's got to be a pathway. You wish there was concessions to make, but the Grizzlies right. are seemingly like they, they're a professional sports franchise. They feel like they're important to the city as they very well they're not are. Wrong. Yeah. Um, but you have to give them what they want. They 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 are serving their self interest, and that's what these franchises do. That's of course. Like, I understand that, but I do, again, I feel like the growth opportunity for Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, what it could potentially be, is larger than what the growth would be, you know, with people getting to FedEx Forum. It already gets filled out, even as is, right? People just love the team in general. I don't know if you need $400 million to improve it, but they want $400 million to improve it. To improve it. And, again, appeasement versus growth opportunity, the appeasement in this current situation, it's an odd dynamic. The appeasement's more important than, than growing at, at, at uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium at the moment. It's an unfortunate reality of where we're at. Unfortunate reality. Now, we did have a couple of preseason games last night, and I have to get back on my Anthony Richardson. Uh, <laughs> in my yeah. Anthony Richardson shouldn't be starting week one bag. Gardner Minshew, 9 for 11, 102 passing yards, 1 TD, 0 INT, 135.6 quarterback rating. He's been fine the entire uh, offseason. And... I talked about this being a lot of group thought as to why Anthony Richardson should be starting week one for the Colts. He was picked number four overall. He needs the reps. He needs the reps. That's what everybody keeps yelling. Even though at Florida, he only completed 53% of his passes. He just was not a good quarterback. And when he was getting drafted, uh, before people knew he was going to go top five, people were saying, this is a guy who needs to develop. You need to give him time in the oven. You need to, he's, a mold of, he's a ball of clay. You need to mold him. So far, I've seen nothing but positivity about Anthony Richardson, and that's okay. I don't like a whole bunch of negativity around a rookie quarterback who needs to grow into his own. Like, I I think that that can hurt guys, especially in this day and age, with how plugged in they are on Twitter and social media. So there's been a lot of positivity, and we know that the physical attributes, he runs a 4-4-3. He's 6'4", 250 pounds. He effortlessly just throws dimes, throws the ball downfield. But his uh, first NFL preseason is in the books. And these statistics don't match the response I've seen to his play on the field. Like, I've seen a good response. His statistics don't match that. In the preseason, 13 for 29 passing. That's 45%. 145 passing yards. He's had 45 rushing yards. That's fine. You've seen the legs, and he's got some ability there. One interception, no no touchdowns passing. 44.9 average passer rating. And he only led three scoring drives, two for TDs, one for a field goal. He didn't score any of those touchdowns. I don't get the response. It doesn't match what actually we've seen when he gets into games. And it worries me that Jonathan Taylor's, you know, exploring trades. He may, he, Zach Moss has a broken arm. That backfield's in flux. 
We know that their wide receivers are just not that great at the moment. Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce, you, you, you want more than that? I see the reaction, and again, I think it's group thought. But Anthony Richardson doesn't seem to be ready for this, and they're going to make sure that he starts week one regardless. It just it doesn't make sense to me to start him week one. It, and it, that has nothing to do with what I think Anthony Richardson could be I think as an he NFL could be quarterback. Great. He could be great. What's the rush? You're going to suck this year. And also, What's the rush? to the point, I've mentioned Gardner Minshew's final preseason game. 9 for 11 passing, 102 passing yards, 1 TD, He's 0 INTs, 135.6 quarterback rating. Didn't you bring him in this offseason so he could be a placeholder? Bridge the and, gap. And, and bridge the gap between what you were doing with all these vet quarterbacks and Anthony Richardson? And I'm not saying Anthony Richardson shouldn't get any reps his rookie year. I think he should get reps his, his rookie For year. Sure. But you need to do it in mediation. You need to, in moderation, I mean. You need to make sure that this guy is ready before you insert him in. And again, 45% passing, 145 passing yards, no TDs passing, one INT. That does 44.9 passer rating. That in preseason against some backups here and there. That doesn't lead me to believe that this should be a week one starter. I'm sorry. And I get how he, like when you watch him play, he's exciting and there's fun there. And maybe he'll put butts in the Colts uh, in Lucas Oil Stadium. Like I get all of that. But you don't need to insert this guy before he's ready and risk the chance of ruining him this early in his career. It's right. just stupid to me. Because I think that both of us think he has potential to be a great NFL quarterback. But we have seen so many guys have the potential to be a great NFL quarterback come in, get played way too early, they get blown up their rookie year, and they're just never right. Yeah. They're never right because they, they don't have time to learn to play the game. They don't have time to learn to play the game. I think in this day and age, too, and I may sound like an old curmudgeon, I think with some of these quarterbacks that have been highly rated that are coming into the NFL, you have to be careful with shooting their confidence down. You yeah. have to be careful with it. You know, like these are guys who've been coddled throughout their careers that have been at, at, at big places. Bryce Young at Alabama, he was a five-star. Um, Anthony Richardson was a four-star that ended up at Florida in the SEC, preferred guy, you know, always brought along. Like these guys come from sort of – C.J. Stroud was a really high recruit that ended up at Ohio State. Those were the guys in the top five. You have to be careful with these young guys in this day and age with how plugged in they are. You have to be careful with shooting that confidence down early. And I don't think the Colts are going to have that. They're, they're, they're throwing him in there despite what we've seen in the preseason. Uh, it's just strange. It's just strange. Well, Something it is, I'm going to keep an eye on. And it's not like their first game's against an easy opponent either. It's against the Jags. The Jags yep. are going to be good this season. Yeah. Week two, Texans, sure. Throw them in. You know, when they play the Rams, sure. Throw them in. Against the Jaguars, no. It's like, it just doesn't make much sense to me to throw. You're, you're stacking the deck against him instead of stacking it for him. You're selling excitement and hope more than you're selling a decent product on the field right now. Right. That's what's happening with Anthony Richardson being inserted there week one against the Jags. But, hey, this is a Colts franchise that I think we're starting to see is not run very well. I, that seems fair. That's, that's as fair as I can put it. Now, football season is quickly approaching, and FanDuel has given you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets back for every victory. You can use bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K, that's my promo code, and start earning bonus bets back with America's number one sportsbook. 
That's FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Jeff Calkins is scheduled to join the show on the other side, so let's go ahead and get to that right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 